remember my early days of sports involvement. One of the things I wish I could change now, now that I'm older, that is, would be that I would like to have been more aware of what was happening at any given moment. I would have given more thought about what the game meant for me personally, for my school, for my family, for my future. And I know this all seems kind of deep, but let me explain what I'm talking about here. Is that what I'm really talking about is context of being able to see what is going on around us at any given time. You know, the bigger questions like, what am I doing here? What what is going on in my life right now? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the purpose of what I'm doing? These are life in the middle of the bigger question. You know, as a as a painter, I enjoy doing watercolor. And you may have may not know that about me and, and what I have shared. But as a watercolorist, I learned that I needed to spend more time studying what it was that I was painting. In other words, to just step back and look at what I was getting ready to paint, whether it be a landscape or a person or an animal or a pet, whatever it was, I learned that when I didn't understand fully what I was painting, that I'd make a lot of mistakes. Because if you don't understand light, if you don't understand how one part of the painting connects to the whole, then you miss out and, and often misinterpret what it is that you're looking at. And so the colors don't always blend and it will look, uh, you know, half finished or the detail doesn't make sense. So understanding amounted to what I would call contextual detail. I found I could really interpret what I was painting much better when I knew how it was connected to the whole. So you may not understand, understand what I'm saying here, but it would be like blindfolding someone to work on an engine or work on something intricate. And maybe not blindfolding them, but what I mean is you, you would not tell them that what they're working on, what it came from, what the engine, what kind of a, a machine it went to or, or whatever. And let's say they worked on it, they were a mechanic, and at the very end you told them, well, this was your engine. Would that have made a difference? Or if you knew that it went into a Mercedes-Benz or just a big old, you know, junkyard junk, would it have made difference in how and the quality of work that you did? Of course it would. We know that that's true. When you understand what you're doing and what you're doing it for, you tend to give it a lot more passion, a lot more attention. And so context is what I'm talking about here, is when we understand why we're doing what we're doing, let's just say the bigger picture, then again, we will make better decisions. Let me give you another little historical example. In the Civil War battle called Gettysburg in 1863, Colonel Joshua Chamberlain was told, actually it was a lieutenant colonel, he was told to hold his position on the line and not allow the Confederacy to get through him because he was the extreme end of the line. Now, his superior could have come to him and just said, look, look, just hold the spot, okay, and we'll get back with you later. But he didn't. He told him, he gave him context. He didn't just say, look, this is your piece of the line. You do it. You just be faithful to it. No, he gave him context. He said, you hold this piece of the line because this is the very end of our position. And if they get around you, then the whole line crumbles and we lose the day. In other words, the, this, this whole battle 
really depends on you. And he was on Little Round Top, and in, so he was on high ground, which, of course, was a great anchoring point for that port, port, uh, part of the line. And uh, so after five different separate charges, they were out of ammunition. Their men were wounded. They were just on the verge of losing everything. And yet what happened was they were able to stand by charging. He told them, when they told him, look, we have no more bullets, he said, we'll fix bayonets and we'll charge. Because he knew that if they didn't succeed, that if the enemy had gotten through, then they were going to lose anyway. So to the man, they fought and did hold that line. And of course, they won that day. And so context, boy, incredibly important when it comes to understanding why we do what we do. And so a couple of things I want to say about this today on this particular podcast, when we think of context, is that many people often just pick out words out of the Bible to prove their point or to give them a sense of spiritual enlightenment. But really, ultimately, they don't understand the context of what, they're, what they have done and what the word and that particular uh, scripture means in the greater context of the discourse or what is being shared or the greater point. And so they may often miss the bigger point that might make the interpretation in the end completely wrong. So in other words, they've chosen a verse, and, and that's not really what it means. And this happens a lot. And of course, as a Bible teacher, it is a, a particular discipline that I have been concerned about and have taught and walked in almost all of my Christian days. And so, but people who do understand the message of the Bible tend toward understanding Jesus's words much more accurately. So what, what would be the over, or overall context of the Bible? And, and, and I'm not sure a lot of people understand that. When you understand that it was and is all about Jesus and that it all comes, the Old Testament is Christ concealed and the New Testament is Christ revealed, and then it's about the church taking the message to the world. When we understand that that is the overall picture and context, then it makes everything else come into clear, a clear, all the definition, every bit of the stories, the narrative, the poetry, the prophecy, the, the, you know, the, the exhortations, all of it begins to pull together in, in a way that it makes much more sense that God is, is, is working with the people, moving toward to bring forth his son through a people that would have had the constant context of an understanding of morality. And God had taught them through the law what was right and what was wrong. So that when Jesus came, that was established. We're not rebuilding. We were not rebuilding an idea of morality during Jesus's time. Not at all. In fact, Jesus was well versed in the Old Testament and he understood the law and he understood what was right and what was wrong. He didn't have to, as a teacher and as a, as a Jewish uh, young man who had grown up learning the scripture and even at the age of 12, being able to teach it among scholars, and, and he turned their heads. Clearly, Jesus understood the law. He understood what morality was. So Jesus is our context, and without him, we can't really understand the Bible at all. And yet, this mission, uh, again, another major theme is the mission of God that begins in the garden and the fall, and then comes with full circle, 
and understanding that Jesus is the second Adam come to redeem us, come to restore us back to our Heavenly Father. So when we understand that, that's when we step back and we see that, that that's the big picture, then we can look at all Scripture from that perspective. And so it is the story behind the story. You know, we all like movies. And if you don't understand the drama behind what, what you're seeing, then it doesn't have the bigger impact, does it? So let's say, and you've done this before, I've done it before, that we try to watch the end of a movie. And you, you come in late to the movie, or maybe your spouse or your family's watching the movie, and you just come in at the climax. And they're all going, wow, that was amazing, or I can't believe this. But you're clueless because you don't see why the music is being so dramatic. You don't know why, you know, everybody's cheering, you know. And, and so you might even end up being, by just what you see, very confused as to what's taking place. And I think that really describes a lot of what's going on in the world today is people don't understand their lives in context. They're only seeing a bit of history. They're only seeing a part of the human condition. They're only seeing what is going on outside the context of what of a creator God, outside the context of God pursuing us and then finally winning for us our eternity and our restoration and uh you know, breaking the estrangement between us and our Heavenly Father. And so when you see that, it all makes sense. It comes together. And and just like seeing the whole movie, you can really enjoy the climax. <laughs> you can really enjoy the plot coming together and really cheer and really be astounded by the writer. And that's the way it works when you understand the Bible, when you understand what the whole story is. Then when Jesus comes along, you can really cheer because it, he's not just an outsider. He's not just, you know, so many people walk right into the New Testament and they don't understand why Jesus was needed, why he needed to come in the first place. What was the, the impact that he made upon mankind and, and why he needed to come and also just the absolute celebration of the angels when they appeared to the shepherds saying, you know, uh, that he's come, this is finished. It's this, we've all been waiting for this time for the son of God to be revealed. And now he's here, you know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It is, it is now the season of favor. God pulled it off is what, you know, we're talking about. And so what is the context of the Bible? Of course, it is Jesus. And that's what I'm trying to make very clear here. And that when you understand God's answer, when you understand God's answer, answers to the world's problems, then everything again begins to make sense. We see the details and more importantly, the context. I see why people labor so hard to build their own kingdoms here on earth. You see that without Christ, they're laboring to try to bring salvation. They're trying to bring the utopia like we talked about last week. I see why people can do such evil things to one another because they don't have the context. But I also see why Jesus came to heal us, to restore us, and to help us change. Because we have a picture, we have a part of the story where we see how far men fell and how evil men could be toward one another and how they really needed a savior. I see many people, especially Christians, who are forgetting this truth or revelation. They quote 
Again, scripture out of context, and they don't realize that they are misrepresenting Christianity. Maybe they go right to the Old Testament and how, you know, people need to be destroyed or evil needs to be, you know, burned and, and, and that, but they don't understand that that's not necessary. What they need is the solution. God is the judge. God is, is the one who will determine how this all, uh, comes to, together in the end. And he's already promised that he will do that. And But now that Jesus has come, there's a solution. And that solution means that there is not a single human being on this earth that does not have the opportunity to be saved, to never see the darkness of hell and, anything, and separation from God. And so, for example, you know, God, we know, came to save the world, not to condemn it. And that's a context, isn't it? Is that not a huge context that God came to save the world and not to condemn it? And if we just camped right there, then that would really change a lot of people's opinions of what a Christianity is all about. And it might also change the opinions of how Christians treat the lost or the people who do not know yet. Not to say that we want them punished, but that we want them to know the truth. He also shows us that life is precious, doesn't he? That for Jesus to come the way he did and how he ministered to the lost and how he ministered to the, even those people that shouted, crucify, crucify. That he, and he knew that. He knew that they would reject him. He knew that, and yet he loved them anyway. So if he was willing to die for sinners, how much more for the innocent? How much more for those who, you know, are, are not, the deep, wicked sinners of the world, but just people that are born into unfortunate circumstances. How much more? The Old Testament tells the story of how we got into this condition and how we can get out. That's our context. That's the picture that we should always see when we're reading every verse in Scripture. We should always remember that God is a loving God. And I love what David said. David said, you know, one thing I know and two things I have heard— one, the one thing was that God was all-powerful. And if there's anything that David knew about God, and that was that, God was all-powerful. Helped him kill Goliath the giant. He was able to sustain and, and be strong under intense persecution, and then eventually become the king of Judah and Israel and bring them all back together again under his leadership. Only God could have done that, and David knew it. But David also was familiar with the love of God. And how God was so patient and loving to him, even when he made major mistakes in his life, God was still there to forgive him and to love him. Now, so how do we advance? You know, I always share with you a couple of ideas on how you can improve your life, how you can respond and grow in this understanding of context. Well, number one, you need to read your Bible from cover to cover, okay? I think most Christians, if you'd ask them, I don't know what percentage, it'd be a great uh, uh, research project, wouldn't it? To find out how many Christians have actually read the Bible from cover to cover. How many people have actually read all of it and taken their time to understand the story, going from creation to revelation, understanding what happened to God's people and, uh, and then the church and so on and so forth. I would be willing to bet that not a lot of Christians have have read it from cover to cover and really understand the whole story. And so, 
you know, you need some help, perhaps you could use some. There's a great book that I had, I was given to me from a friend who went on to be with Jesus several years ago. And it's called The AMG Concise Bible Survey by Dr. Harry Adams. Dr. Adams was a friend of mine in Fayetteville, North Carolina, when I was uh, pastoring there. And this uh, pastor and friend always had it on his heart to write this Bible survey that really is just excellent. And uh, it's an easy read, and it would really help you to understand the whole context of the Bible as you see them fitting together with Jesus in his being concealed in the Old Testament and, of course, revealed in the New. So I highly recommend that survey book. It's an excellent one. Number two, take some Bible classes and learn more about this book of life that you have. And, of course, you can take some Bible courses with universities like Mana University that I'm familiar with in Fayetteville, North Carolina, or maybe Liberty University there in Lynchburg, Virginia. And, of course, there's many other things that you can do. And most of these these uh, universities offers complete at-home study so that you can learn. You could just take some basic Bible courses, or you could go ahead and get a degree if you wanted, if uh, that was something on your heart to do. But I guarantee it would not be wasted time, not at all, for you as a believer to learn more about this wonderful book that you've been given is absolutely going to produce a, a lot, an incredible amount of impact in your life as far as blessing and understanding and being able to read your Bible with understanding and in context. And then thirdly, look for context yourself. You don't necessarily have to have all these Bible degrees in order to do that. You know, study Jesus's words. What is he saying? Why is he saying it? To whom is he saying it? The more detail you see, the better you can use these truths to paint your own life. And then you will see and understand the bigger picture, you see. Asking those kinds of questions and writing down and looking and reading, you know, in the surrounding, what in what book? It's in the New Testament. Well, then what book in the New Testament? What is its purpose? Who wrote it? And who is it being written to? And if Jesus is speaking, who is he speaking to at the moment? Is he speaking to the Pharisees who were his enemy? Or was he speaking to his disciples who were not? That's all important when you think in terms of how he was communicating and what message he was trying to get across. So that bigger picture is very, very important. And, you know, more than all of this, you you will enjoy the finer details of your life and the truths that come to the surface as a, as a result of, the, of reading Scripture that way, because you know how Each of those truths are connected to a much bigger picture, including your life. And of course, at the end of the day, that's what it's all really about, isn't it? Well, thanks for joining me again here on Take a Knee. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.